Hello and welcome to the Mixera Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B-Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We are a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-hosts for today are Kev, Terrell, and Malcolm. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us at Instagram at Rap pod again that's mix era rap pod you can follow us on twitter at mix era rap all right tonight's topics are the interview the people's party with talib kwali and macklemore our second topic will be 2021 anticipated rap albums and our final topic for tonight will be our impressions of vic mensa's track shelter featuring Wyclef John and Chance the Rapper. All right, so let me slide it over to my main man, Kev, and Kev's going to take us into the the People's Party with Talib Kweli interview with Macklemore. Kev, take it away. Let me start off by saying I, I feel like that Talib Kweli has one of, if not the best, uh, hip-hop podcasts out there. And I say that because it's not a lot of, you know, it's not a lot of games. It's not a lot of drama, per se. He's just, you know, he, he makes the guests feel comfortable and they tend to open up to him. So, you know, his his one of his latest episodes was the Macklemore interview. You know, people have their, you know, they, you know a lot of people are 50-50 on Macklemore. But, you know, just to hear the interview, it kind of, gave me a different perspective on him as an artist just hearing how you know his, his troubles his personal life him being on drugs and everything it, it was just you know it was a part of his story i didn't know but i think the most interesting aspect of the interview was his grammy win how he felt as a fan that kendrick lamar deserved more than him and the conversation they had afterwards it was kind of like a you know it's it's weird, you know. It's it's just like his big win. He he wanted he he felt like it should have went to someone else. And it takes a big person to say maybe I didn't deserve this, even though he deserved it. A lot of his music, you know, we know of as being like very fun. I mean, he had a few joints that was just kind of showed that he can actually rap. But you know, I mean, it's, outside of this stuff that's played on the radio, a lot of people really didn't even really talk about him when he was out there like that. But just to hear that the stuff he does behind the scenes the people he helped the activism he's involved in it was this you know it was you know to live being this great interviewer this guy that who's been in the business who's done things behind the scenes who has stories you know he's not just to live is not just one of these people that's like i was there too type of person so i think that's where how he makes an artist feel comfortable when they are opening up to him and things they want to say. So that's my thoughts. I think it was a great interview, even though Macklemore is not an artist that we really bring up in a lot of conversations. And it made me go back and listen to his catalog to kind of really see, you know, did I overlook something from when he was really out there like that? So if anybody else, you know, I'd like to hear everybody else's opinions on it also. All right, Terrell. So uh, tell me what were your impressions of the Macklemore interview with the People's Party and Talib Kweli? It was a lot of information into that interview and stuff. Like, it was very mind-opening. Like, it woke me up a little bit. Like, how people, even in the industry, they really suffer through a lot of anxiety and depression. And, and it's hard to them. And they don't, I can see, like, they don't really know how to open up. So they go to that one place, which is sad to say to be is drugs. And you would never expect that he was going to do that. So that really, like, it startled me and woke me up because I, like, I really did, do love his music. And, and I'm glad to be, did have him on the show to, like, let us know, like, hey, we need to take us music people seriously when we go through certain stuff. It's not just we just doing it for 
just to get the fame on us. Like, no, they really going to do this and going really going to do this. So I really like that he was on there and he had him come on there. And it was just generally like, it was very breathtaking. Like I was at ease that he found the way to get out everything. So I can say he did his job on that podcast. All right. Appreciate that, Terrell. Um, I'm going to throw my, uh, in, you know, my input in here and say that this was a great conversation with a ally. Uh, White Fragility, if you haven't read the book, is a good book to read about. Uh, and then and, and Anti-Racism is also another good book to read. And it talks about European or Caucasian allies and what you need to see from them in order to be able to know that they're an ally. And Macklemore is a ally to the hip hop culture, as well as to people of um, African descent, whether they be Latino or um African-American descendants of slaves. And this was a great conversation about that as as well as the other people have mentioned about him as a human and that, you know, he had his trials and tribulations with drugs and alcohol. His uh, creativity did not suffer from that. So he just had to get his situation together. And then, you know, his impressions on Ryan Lewis was really, really cool to get that in-depth view into both of their um, personal lives. So that was really cool. But the conversation that teetered into what hip hop was, how he felt hip hop meant to him and where he thought he stood in the culture. The part I appreciated most is that he didn't, he at no point did he ever doubt himself as an MC. And that's what matters. I'm not here to say that White rappers don't deserve the same accolades as black rappers. They're going to get it. And they have, as, as history has shown us. But to be humble and to have that ally mentality, which I don't, I, I'm still on the fence with Eminem about. Macklemore has the ally gene and that's what really matters. So, you know, it was a very, very impressive interview. The conversation was beautiful. Those are the types of gaps we're trying to bridge with our platform and we welcome all allies to the conversation because this is about hip hop. Hip hop is a culture that is welcoming, a welcoming culture. And uh, that's my input on the conversation. We'll move on to Malcolm. Malcolm, what was your impressions of the interview with Macklemore? I felt that like you all feel it was a very informative um, interview. I um, did not expect to leave to have Macklemore on his uh, podcast initially. Um, I want to start off with, my, his information on the um, the Macklemore, um, Ryan Lewis meetup, basically them meeting each other. I had no idea that they met at 17. They were extremely young when they had started. Not extremely young. I'm, I'm, I'm saying they were around the age of 17, ending high school, and just out of their parents' garage were putting together projects at that young age. And he explained how they were flawed, and he expressed how he had to assist Ryan Lewis with his beats, but in regards to the equipment, Ryan Lewis had everything. So I paid attention to that aspect of the conversation as well as when um Talib broke down the well when they broke down the um the the uh the information in regards to seeking artists, um new new artists trying to get into game, how what what advice Macklemore could share with those artists to better um have them have them be successful and not have a rough start like he did, um and not to the pitfalls that he had as well um so he was saying how you have to be willing to um uh accept constructive criticism he was expressing how when he was getting some of his bars um looked at his his rhymes and raps that he had written down 
he had his he had a guy literally X out with a red sharpie, I believe it was, is his many of his bars. And it was a shocking thing for him because as an artist you think that you're what you're putting out is the best. Um, as he had said. So that aspect of the conversation. And lastly I wanted to end about the heist album when they were talking about that. We all uh I believe we all know that he's more of on the pop side when it comes to his projects when they come out, but he does try to try to be versatile as an artist and and still express his and have his roots be hip hop. So they were talking about how yes the album was more to the pop side, but it still crossed the boundaries in how he was able to still show his skills and his bars on that album and how it was such an exceptional exceptional piece, you know. So all in all, I feel like it was a it was a great uh great conversation. Um, very informative. Um, I did not know as much information going in on Macklemore as I did coming out. So um, it was a good hour and thirty nine minutes. All right, I really appreciate that uh, viewpoint, and uh, I'd like to say thank you, gentlemen, for your input on that review of the People's Party Talib Kweli's interview with Macklemore. So we're going to move on to our next topic, and our next topic will be 2021's most anticipated rap albums. I'm going to bring it to the table with the named artist and named project that we know should be dropping at some point in 2021. So let's start off with we got Drake with Certified Lover Boy. We got Travis Scott with Utopia. We got Migos that should be dropping Culture 3. We got J. Cole with The Fall Off. And we have Future Monsters 2 that has been heavily hinted towards. And lastly, we got Young Thug Punk Slime Language 2. So let's start with Malcolm. Malcolm, what do you think about these? How are your feelings towards these particular projects that are coming out? Do you think they're going to be smashes or do you think they're going to be lackluster offers or your opinion go ahead i am very excited for these um big artists to come up with their projects we're going to start with young thug not sure what this project is going to sound like because he is a questionable guy when we talk about is he going to come out with the auto tunes is he going to come out with more of the rapping either way i mean i know you all may not be excited for it but i am after ever since he came out with his um whole lot of fun uh album um that was when i i think it was summer 2019 when that came out great great album i feel like it was a big it was a banger everybody was playing that for a good good minute so moving on to drake's album i can't wait to hear that certified lover boy i'm expecting it to be a singing album i would like to be wrong but as you know drake's not going to put out any any bs i mean it's drake he's at this at this highest point in his career where if he puts out a a bad project, the criticism's gonna be crazy. So I'm expecting big things. Um, Future's album, not really looking forward for that. Um, I don't. I I feel like Future's flow is has changed ever since he came out initially. So I mean, it could be it could be an exceptional piece, and it could be some trash. So not really too excited about that. Um, I'm not. I can't really remember the other albums. Let me. I I have them right here. Yeah, you got uh, Travis Scott. Utopia. Yeah, Travis Scott. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, we all know Travis Scott's album is going to be crazy. You had the um, World album and that long, long-awaited album. You had a whole run with it, and um, we have talked about that album on the several occasions on this podcast. 
So I'm expecting a Utopia album to be similar, or but it has to be better. I mean, you know, he has to continue to progress with his projects. So I'm expecting big things from him. The Migos Culture Three. I mean, they have to put out some some something that's of substance and something that's a good album because they haven't put out something. I mean, they've been putting out their individual pieces and they've been doing their own thing. But Amigos Project, we haven't heard a real Migos Project in a little bit, I feel like. So this has to be big. It says it's going to be 24 songs. So um, I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be some good pieces on there. Um, I know we have the J. Cole, The Fall Off. I'm waiting for this one. I'm waiting. I've been waiting for J. Cole to put out something. This better be. He better. I mean, he's had some time to really work on it, hone in on his craft. He's had a lot of things to write about in regards to social justice and what's going on in America. So I feel like he's at, he has a lot, a, a lot to feed off for his rhymes. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, we talked about the monster too. Okay, those are for all the name ones. Yeah, we'll jump into the unnamed projects uh, in a little bit. So let's move on to Terrell. Terrell, what are your impressions of the named projects coming out in 2021? Okay, so we're going to start off with the love, not lover boy. We're going to start off with um Utopia. I'm feeling like it's going to be a part two of Astro World, which we're going to be hyped. It's gonna this this album is gonna bring us back into like okay y'all not finished with the music part that was just the beginning this is the other music part we're gonna get those pop songs those hype songs I can't wait for it and if how the production is from when he did Astro World Astro World it should be the same way with Utopia um Culture Three I cannot wait to hear this I'm just no I'm gonna be going for like all like a week or two if there is 24 songs i'm gonna vibe out this album so i can't wait for that um the young doug one mm, i'm not really a big hype for young doug so i probably pass i may listen to it but i may pass it the fall off i this is another album i can't wait to hear because he like like what malcolm said he had a little fell off here and there but and he had his little altercation with no name and all that. So he been kind of slacking or just low-key. So I hope this album is a bounce-back album. Um, Future, Monster, I'm not really too hyped for that. Really not too hyped for that. I like what Malcolm also said. It's, it's like he switches flow every album. And now it's just which he's trying to be somebody else, but it's not working. Now with Certified Lover Boy, that's the album. I wish it came out last month, but he pushed it back. I can't wait to hear that album. We are going to get Singing Drake back, and it's going to be a class, classic album. It's going to be a phenomenal album, and I'm going to say this before some of that album is going to become platinum, and that's my feed on the albums that's coming up. All right. Appreciate that, Terrell. Uh, we're going to move on to Kev. Kev, what are your thoughts on the 2021 most anticipated rap albums? I am very excited for the J. Cole and Travis Scott albums. I believe that J. Cole will put out a top five album, maybe even top three. Just like just like Malcolm saying, it's so much has went on in 2020. You know, when, when he J. Cole does decide to say something, it's impactful. I haven't been a big fan of a lot of his albums per se. I mean, I like the songs, but like the whole albums, but I feel like he is he has he could and should like he said had the time to sit back to really put out a, a 
uh, an exceptional album. It, I, I believe, for my opinion, I believe it's going to be a top five album of the year. Travis Scott is, is yes, it's going to be very commercial. Uh, you know what you're going to get with him, but he has. It's just something about his sound. It's, it's, it's his sound, his lyrical content. I mean, even his look, his stage show, his videos. It's like everything he does is is so creative and. I mean, you know, we look at we look what he's done in the past. I mean, it's just like, wow, you know, he, can, you know, you can't see him taking a step back. It's like he might not take a leap forward, but he's going to progress a little bit over what he did with, over the last album. I'm disappointed in Drake. I believe Drake is on that Beyonce level where he's just like a, just a megastar. And just like Beyonce, who just drops albums out of nowhere. I feel like Drake shouldn't have told people he was going to drop an album. I just feel like he's 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 at that level where he can command his career and make moves and don't have to worry about a label or an executive or whatever. I think he should just drop an album whenever he feels like it. If it's a Monday or if it's a Wednesday, it sh- he he doesn't have to go with the norm. And that's what I, that's what kind of I'm disappointed with him. You told us the album was coming, it's been delayed and delayed and delayed, and it's like, what's the delay for? Like. You could have put out a seven-song EP just to hold the people over and then, you know, released another seven, eight songs later on. You know, don't tell nobody nothing. Just whenever you feel like you want to put it out, just put it out. You're at that level where we don't need a lead single. We don't need a video. We don't need the hype. The hype is you. So when you just putting your stuff out, everybody's going to love it anyway. I think the Migos have a lot to prove with whatever they put out. They've had their success together. But their names apart from each other have become they've become a little bit more, I guess, bigger stars outside of the group. So them coming back together, are they going to be able to gel with that time apart? The the collaborations that they've done, the outside interest that they've done. Can they come back together with that sound that made them who they are? That's going to be a big test. I, I just don't know. I, I, I really I don't know. It'd be interesting to see Future and, and Young Thug. You know, Future kind of gives you the same thing. So I guess you're going to anticipate the same thing, the same the same sound, the same lyrical content. It's not nothing to really get excited about. Maybe the guest features is like, you know, that's the interest. But this Future him, it's not a big, you know, it's not a big hoopla about him. I believe Young Thug is going to put out a decent album. I enjoy his music. Yes, it's not, it's not a lot to it, but... You know, I enjoy his music. I, I I like what he, you know, how he rap, and I think it's gonna be okay. Um, I think I think with like with Future, I think it's gonna be who is who he has on there. His guest stars is he just gonna feature big names, or is he gonna give some younger artists some shine too? But uh, it remains to be seen how how he how he gonna work. All right, I feel you on that, Kev. I am going to take the look at this in the broadest spectrum possible. I know everybody is a Drake fan and I enjoy some of his music as well. And I'm going to try to be as uh, uh, objective on this as possible. With the title Lover Boy, I'm pretty sure, like Terrell said, it's going to be a singing album. I'm just beyond that in my thoughts on hip hop. Hip hop is trying to be more. And I'm hoping that the largest artist in hip hop would try to be more. After the efforts that we got in 2020 for him not to take notice and say, hey, maybe just maybe I should take an opportunity to take rap and fulfill its meaning. That would be important to me. 
So we'll see what happens with that. But I'm pretty sure that the young people got it better than I do. Moving on to Travis Scott. This is your third project that is probably going to be multi-platinum. Hey, expand your, you know, grow, grow out of what you were for the last for the last album, Astro World, and see, you know, push the limits. You know, that's what that's what matters to me. Pushing the limits. You are on the cusp of being Drake status. So why not take an opportunity to push Drake? You know, competition. That's what sharpens knives. And that's what you should be doing. The Migos, you know, the broadest spectrum I can give you with that is you guys have been rich now for quite a while. This album shouldn't have to be all trap music. I'm not talking about trap beats. I mean, trap style music where we're talking about the trap house. We're talking about what happens after you get your money from the trap house. You guys got babies. You guys got relationships. You guys got dough. You guys have been around the world. Let us hear a little bit about that. That would be my hopes and prayers for the Culture 3 album. Future and Young Thug, since their first uh, efforts, I have not been a real fan of either of them. Just because I think that when you bring yourself down to the lowest denominator in hip hop to make your money, after you've done very well, then you're not helping hip hop. Hip hop needs to be pushed forward. We're not saying don't rap about the streets, but we're saying at a certain point, you are not in the streets anymore. Start rapping about some things that you're experiencing. We like to hear about your experiences, how the world is shaping you. And lastly, always have to bring it back to J. Cole. J. Cole needs to really put in an effort that is worthy of a Grammy, that is worthy of that Kendrick Lamar status, you know, got to keep pushing. Those two artists should be pushing one another. And if they both put out projects this year, that'll be beautiful. But Jay has his titled album and he really should be out here trying to really get at people. You know, we, we should hear him on the list of album, Grammy albums of the year, you know, Freddie Gibbs, style album, you know, the allegory with um, Royce the Five Nine style albums, really push yourself, you know, King's Disease, Nas's effort, bring your, your, this album up to that level, the fall off, that means a lot, that means that you're coming at people showing them that you did not fall off, so I, I'm expecting this album to be huge and do very well. You know what, I, th I think you're right about Drake, I think the delay with the Drake album has to do with uh, 2020. I mean, that's what only makes sense because Drake never really delayed. It had to be something to make him pull back from. It. So saying that, you know, maybe 2020, the great albums of 2020 made him say, OK, let me go back in the studio and redo some things. I think that could be it. You know, I mean, you I, make an excellent point on that. I hope so, Kev, because if he hadn't seen the love that Conway the Machine is getting, the love that I know Terrell doesn't like to hear this, but the love Benny the Butcher's getting, the love that Nas got on King's Disease, the the the, the evolution, <laughs> the rising phoenix of Royce the Five Nine with the allegory, Eddie and and then Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist with their effort. If he's not seeing that, if he I know he sees that, I know he he hears that, he sees that hip hop can still sell. So if he's not trying, then, you know, I'm, it, is, it, it hurts my heart if he's not trying. All right. I appreciate everybody's information on those named albums. Now we're going to move on to the unnamed albums that we are anticipating for the 2021 year. And some of those artists and I want the other hosts to also talk about any rumblings of artists that they also want to hear 
putting out projects for this year. So some of the unnamed artists are Joy Badass has been rumored to have be putting out an album in uh, this year. Uh, Pusha T is also rumored to be putting out an album this year. Uh, Cardi B, with her timeline of how she's been putting out music, is probably going to be putting out an album this year. Uh, Freddie Gibbs promised that he was going to drop another effort this year. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, time is due for him. You know, his his Instagram has been really doing some shady stuff lately. So he may be putting out a project, you know, and then um, for me, like I said, no name. I want no name to get off the couch and get back in the game and take these females to another level. Let's start this off with Kev. Kev, what are your impressions of the unnamed uh, albums and the artist for uh, 2021? I can see a different side of Pusha T. There was a. A uh, post that went up and somebody who's in the sessions said that this is this might be the best Pusha T we ever seen. And I hope so. I anticipate Freddie Gibbs putting on another classic. Who else? Oh, uh, Joy Badass. I love Joy Badass. Um, and I'm, and I'm glad he got back in the studio and he's going to give us something. He's a very, very, very underrated young man. You know, a lot of people, you know, actually forget about him. Some of the other artists I think I've heard were uh, Flo Millie. She's supposed to be coming out. Of course, Benny and Conway, DJ Muggs. Uh, I did see Redman said he's putting out something this year. Odd Wave, he said something about with a label, but I guess, you know, I guess they're going to figure that out. And who else? And that's it. Um, I, did, I, I didn't even know Papoose. He just put something out this year. So I think that's something I got to put on my list. Bumby, he put something out at the beginning of the year. I haven't really heard that yet. So, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, we, we still early in the year. So, I mean, you know, you got some artists that are releasing singles, um, some artists that uh, anticipate putting out albums. But, I mean, we still like, what, two months in and, it's still, you know, we at least got like 15 albums from known artists that, you know, you can kind of hold you over until at least, what, April, May, when, you know, when they really should start opening up. Yeah, definitely. I feel you there. That, that Bun B album, I think we're going to have to do a review of it. It, 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 I checked out a couple joints on it just quickly uh, on the way home this week, and um, we may have to definitely get into that. Uh, moving on, Terrell, Terrell, what are your thoughts on the unnamed artists, the artists with no titles to their albums like uh, Joey Badass, Pusha T, Cardi B, Freddie Gibbs, and any artists that you may have been hearing rumble, rumblings about putting out uh, projects for the year 2021? Well, I feel like they just they just waiting to see what other people put out. And then they may just like, okay, they put that out. Let me go switch up the game. So it's all strategies they're doing right now. And that's why they also didn't give a title yet. Because it's all strategy, strategies to see who's putting out what. Because I don't want to put out the same album this person put out. Then we're, we're going to be at a standstill. So I feel like they just strategy their work. Now, who I'm waiting for to hear, and I've been waiting for him for a long time to put out an album, Kendrick Lamar. i also been seeing what they were doing on his Instagram and stuff, People, the comments and the stuff. They really, they get antsy. They really are getting antsy. So, and I feel like this is going to be that album that put him over the hump. I feel, I'm feeling it. I know he's he's grinding and stuff. But I also think it's also another strategize because he know um J. Cole's putting out his album. So he's waiting for J. Cole put out his album. Right after that, boom, he's going to put out his album. It's all strategy. Also, what I've been hitting the work is ASAP Rocky put, is doing an EP. And he's going to have some good features on there. 
and also I'm waiting for is Rihanna. We've been all dying for Rihanna. She's been doing some shady stuff on her Instagram, teasing us. But we may get a new side of Rihanna. I'm hearing that it's going to be a little bit more pop, but also some hip-hop. So I'm going to see how that's going to go. But we're waiting for her. And also, um, Pusha T, I can care less for his album. Um, <laughs> that, that's one album I'm not really hyped to see. Who else was on here that ain't have it up? Cardi B, mm, I don't know. I hope it is. I, I just hope she changed her ways. Because I just heard her new song. It's sound like the same, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm, it probably going to give me like a week or two for me to really bump to that song. But right now, I'm not really hype on it. Jody Badass, I've been listening to him here and there. So I'm happy. I'm really happy to see him got another project out because I'm going to respect him because he's from New York. So I'm happy to see him with another with another um album out and that's it that's who i'm really can't wait to see with the no names on the albums but i just i'm just really praying hoping that kendrick lamar album it goes sky high yeah i feel you on that terrell everybody is anticipating him uh to do something huge you know really after again after the effort at no point would you have been able to tell me that 2020 was going to turn out in hip-hop the way it did with some just really grimy back to the old 90s golden days of hip hop, you know, and we got that. So let's keep it going. No one's saying everybody's got to do 90s hip hop or real hip hop. We're saying there's room for everything. And I think we were being flooded by too much pop, too much trap. And now it's time to even even it out some. You know, give me some conscious, give me some some real grimy street and then also give me some backpack. You know, I want the backpack artist to still do well as as much as, you know, uh, uh, um, a Benny the Butcher or Conway. I want the backpack cats to come out and do their thing as well. So with that, two cent, I'm going to drop it on to uh, Malcolm. Malcolm, what are your thoughts on the unnamed, the artists with unnamed albums coming out in 2021 and any other artists that may be on your radar for 2021? So we're going to begin with Freddie Gibbs. Um, he has been doing his thing, recently received a Grammy nomination for Alfredo. He is going to be up next for this year. Um, I feel like he's going to come out big with, uh, like Terrell said about the name thing, I understand that they don't release the names for um, publicity and more, um, more, more hype around their projects. But um, I'm really excited to hear what Freddie Gibbs has to offer this year. I am not the biggest fan, but I would like to hear what he comes out with. Same with Kendrick. Um, not the biggest fan of him since he, since his older days. I mean, I loved him, but I wish that he could go back to his old flow. But we're not going to talk about that. His project. I'm really excited for that as well. Same as J. Cole's, similar, because they're, um, I guess, they're rivals in regards to their style of music. So I'm going to now move on to Pusha T, another guy I'm not a big fan of, but would love to see what he comes out with. I'm pretty sure he's going to be coming up with some beats as well as with Kanye's assistance. Um, I know they're going to come out with some crazy production. I just hope that he doesn't. Uh, I hope he just just makes something that people all can listen to, you know, not just his soul fan base. Moving on to Joy Badass. Now, out of all the TBAs, I am happy to hear that he is coming out with a project this year. He's been growing and growing and growing in his own way. I've seen him on, on TV as well. So I believe that 
bands from not just only his music, but from outside of his music will tune in to uh, support him on his new project. So I'm waiting to hear this. That concludes my opinion on the TBAs. All right. I really appreciate that, Malcolm. Uh, This was a good conversation. Everybody made some really valid points. I hope that uh, the listeners enjoyed that. We're going to move on to our review of Vic Mensa's track, Shelter, featuring Wyclef Jean and Chance the Rapper. Told me call 911, but who do you call when the ambulances don't come? Or watch as the ones who by law to protect us, wrongfully convict us, then call the corrections. All right, so gentlemen, let's jump into it. Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Vic Mensa's track, Shelter? So I'm going to say Vic has not been um, my, my most favorable artist over his career. I feel like this project he came out with was a switch. Um, I love this song. It was a great song. Not the biggest fan of Wyclef because his voice is a little too raspy for me, but I feel like this was a song of substance. I feel like this is um, Vic coming out with just showing the world. I mean, he's been coming out with projects. It's just that I guess only his fan base is is his fan base and who who really supports him. I don't see him getting the crazy backing that these other artists have, and I feel like he could, but um, I really love this song. It was a really nice song. I like the feature with Chance. Both of them were going back to back with their um with their with their bars on there. Um, very conscious. Um, and I, I really enjoyed the song. All right, cool, cool. Appreciate that, Malcolm. Let's move on to uh Terrell. Terrell, what were your thoughts on Vic Mensa's track Shelter? I was never a big fan of Vicks. Like I feel like all his projects are how can I say it I feel like it's trying to make a point but it get lo- like some for me I just get a lo- lost to what point he's trying to make. Um the production of this song it was I feel like could have chosen another beat for it. I could I, that's how, that's my opinion. I feel like he chose another beat for it. But the features he had on there also I'm I'm okay with Chance. I'm okay with Chance, but Wycliffe John, mm, like same way as Malcolm said, like his voice, no, I don't feel like he could have got somebody else. But yeah, that's my take on it. All right, I appreciate that, uh, Terrell. You know, um, I'm gonna jump in here and say that you know, I don't think you guys appreciate Wycliffe the way I do. You got to go back and you know review the Fugees and him with the Fugees. I mean. He's he's a legend, and I'm I'm trying to give him his roses while he's still here. I think that's what Vic wanted to do by bringing him on this track. He could have got a number of females or uh, male current male R&B style artists to do this this um this track. I thought that uh, Chance the Rapper's bars were crazy crazy good. Uh, the production on this uh, effort was extremely well done. Uh, the premise behind Shelter was very well done. Don't get me wrong. Not the biggest fan of Vic Mensa, but here is what my whole thing has been this entire time is growth. You know, he started one way and after he has lived his life and in, in, in a higher level, 
he's able to put out something that has more meaning. And he could his next track could possibly be, you know, back to where he was. But there is growth. And that's really what mattered to me. And I thought that Vic really showed some growth in this album, um, this particular track. And like I said, him showing Wyclef love with this, giving him his roses was super important to me. And Chance, now that we were having this conversation about artists putting out projects in 2021, I think we definitely did a disservice by not mentioning Chance the Rapper. I think after hearing these bars that he, he laid on this shelter track, I'm excited to hear his project if he has one dropping in 2021. And that's my opinion. So we're going to slide into my main man, the anchor man, Kev. Kev, what was your opinion on Vic Mensa's effort, Shelter, featuring Wyclef Jean and Chance the Rapper? I, I enjoyed it. Normally, I'm hit or miss on Vic and Chance. I think they're, but I do appreciate the fact that some of the subject areas that a lot of people steer away from, they're not afraid to talk about. Um, so that makes me, you know, that makes me a bigger fan of them and more likely to go out, go out of the way to listen to their stuff because I know that it's not going to be the norm or, you know, the some average stuff. You know, a lot of a lot of stuff they do, it has a message behind it. Their message doesn't always hit like they maybe they intended it to. But, you know, you know, it's, it, you know, there's an effort and you can and I can appreciate the effort. Wyclef is a legend, you know, uh, a lot of people know him for the Fugees, but, you know, he has done some things behind the scenes. He has played a part in some megastars that careers and it really never gets talked about. I'm always I always enjoy hearing his voice and and the fact that uh, younger artists put him on the song. It's like you said, it's giving him his flowers while he's still here. Which is which is something that we don't really see a lot of in today's time. So to get that aspect of a of a Vic and a Chance and a Wyclef together and making a, a nice song, you know, so it's it's something I, I enjoy. I enjoyed a lot. Um, I hope we get more of this in this year because I believe that we're, we're at a point now where it's you know, like you said, people can step outside of their boundaries. It's it's nothing wrong with it. If you fail, you fail, but Take that chance, you know, kind of, you know, show a little bit more, uh, show you, show the growth in your life, not just in your music, because if all your stuff is still, you know, booty shaking or, you know, I had to kill this dude. It's like, that's not you. That's not you. So give us something so I can appreciate anybody that has a message about anything. Yeah, I feel you on that, Kev. Also, now that we're thinking about giving uh, artists uh, their, their their flowers while they're still here, and we were talking about Macklemore, totally off of left field, forgot to mention that um, his effort downtown with Melly Mel, Grandmaster Kaz, and Kumo D. Man, I fell into that rabbit hole after listening to the interview. Uh, fellas, if y'all haven't heard it, please check it out. Uh, you got to give Macklemore his credit for dropping that uh, track with those legends on it. Uh, if anybody's heard it, please, you know, jump in here and uh, give me your opinions of it. But it was a crazy, crazy cool track. And the visuals before it were awesome. So nobody heard that track? No, I'm trying to remember it. Did they have a video for it? They did have a video for it. It was called That's Downtown. Was... They had Melly Mel, Grandmaster Cash on mopeds in the video. Okay, I know which one you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. 
I don't I don't I don't remember offhand, but that's that was something Macklemore did when he was big. He did he did um pay homage to those, you know, that he grew up listening to. Um and it was like that like that comparison you made with Eminem. It's like it's one thing Eminem talks about who he's a fan of, but it's another thing to put that uh person you were a fan of on a record, which is a big difference. It really matters, Kev. Really matters. And those gentlemen are going to be able to reap the benefits of that down the road, you know, uh, some royalty checks coming in, which they probably haven't had any new royalty checks coming in for many, many years, new ones, you know, and that that's that's why it just popped back in my head when you had mentioned about giving his flowers uh, to um, Wyclef. And I, like I said, I hope the young people on the podcast will understand where we're coming from with that. Keep that in mind as these uh, you, you, you hear the you, you hear these big artists that you know of with these people featured on their tracks that you're not familiar with. Give it a chance. Take a look at it. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it again. But spare us those five or ten minutes of your time to check these old artists out. And with that, we're going to say to the uh, listeners, we really appreciate you. You can uh, contact us at Under a Groove Network with any questions, comments. Please like and follow us on Podbean. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at Mix Era Rap Pod. Again, that's Instagram at Mix Era Rap Pod. You can also follow us on Twitter at Mix Era Rap. They're both very active. And I think you'll enjoy the post that we put out each week. And with that, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>